Hello, hello, hello. I'm Shamila, and I am your host of the Mind Recovery Podcast. Welcome, and let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I've got Montana here with me, and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so as you, Melissa, my name is Montana. I'm the uh, voice and, pay, uh, and face behind the page Power Your Thoughts on Instagram. Um, And really just a quick summary of what my page is. My whole aim with it is just to uh, provide people with information about, you know, the mind, uh, mental health, uh, mental illness, um, just to kind of spread awareness about it, um, to kind of spread awareness about self-care, you know, our inner critic, that sort of thing. Um, And also just to kind of emphasize the power of our thoughts and our minds. And also as a uh, counseling graduate student, um, I really wanted to share uh, some of the insights and the knowledge that I'm learning in my program, um, because I found that a lot of the, you know, techniques and the information that I've been gaining and applying it to my own life um, has really been helpful for me. And so just I've always wanted to start my own page. I just, you know, never did for whatever reason. Um, And so, yeah, so now I've wanted to uh, start it and just hope it, you know, helps other people in the doing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that introduction. And yeah, so if you haven't checked out her page, I will have it in the description of the podcast. Her page is awesome. Actually, I have two different Instagram accounts and I follow her on both of them because (laughs) I needed to see it on both, just like on my feed if I'm not on both all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will have a link to that. So check it out. A lot of really, really helpful tips for sure. Stuff that you can just you know, save and practice every single day. And, um, you know, she is right where um, she talks about how your thoughts are extremely important. So just based off of that, like, why would you say that knowing, you know, that thoughts in general are important? Like, what is the importance of your thoughts and identifying um, good or bad thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think really, really comes down, at least from my view, and I feel like our you know, our thoughts help us make sense of the world, our our interpretations, our thoughts help us make sense of our experiences. And um, I view them as a way to either make us feel better in a situation, or they can make us feel worse. Um, And so I kind of think that the the maybe challenges that can come or can arise, uh, mental health challenges, specifically, um, is when our thoughts or interpretations of things are maybe skewed or maybe, you know, biased towards a certain, you know, way or direction. Um, and then those lead to unhelpful coping strategies, you know, it could be consumption of alcohol, it could be eating, it could be avoidance of situations. There's a whole, you know, slew of things. Um, and so I find that that when the thoughts are maybe a bit skewed and biased, that's when the problem can become challenging to manage. Um, And so I just think that that's why I said before that our thoughts can make us feel better or worse. And um, and I think that the more aware, more aware we are of our thoughts, um, the easier it might be to manage certain situations that are personally difficult, um, depending on what they are for for people. Um, And so I just think it's really important to be aware of our thoughts um, when they're they're troublesome for us, when they're really distressing, uh, most importantly. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes we make things worse for ourselves than need me. And I, I know I've been told this before when I was younger, I was, uh, I was quite, quite negative. And um, I've had people say that to me, they're like, you're making it worse for yourself. And I always thought that was so harsh. And then I learned that that's not harsh at all. It's, it's reality. It is sometimes you do make things a lot worse. Sometimes things happen that are not even as a bad as they are and then you overthinking it and sending yourself into a downward spiral ends up making it worse it ends up making the thoughts a lot more negative then as a result you end up having negative feelings and negative reactions negative you know negative behaviors and all this can lead to further consequences that you know, basically it's like a downward spiral. You're something bad happens and it sets off all these things in motion that can make things even worse for you. So that's why like, I, I took it as harsh and now I, I, I say that and I, I call it, you call it power of your thoughts, which is really funny because I, um, I always talked about to people, I know the power of thinking, and that was my mm. thing, the power of thinking and how important that is. And, you know, uh, specifically saying that um, to not give power to the thoughts that you have. It's like identify the thought that you have and then analyze that thought. We never take the time of really examining our thoughts. We think something and then we just kind of let it be. And um, by identifying it, you can avoid some really, really bad situations for yourself. So mm -hmm. that's why I think it is important Absolutely. to realize those things. It's just kind of like, is the thought a fact? Does it, is it, does it prove anything? Like if you think to yourself that, oh, I look ugly today. It's like, okay, examine that. Let's find some proof. Where is the proof? Right? So it's kind of like you're giving into that thought by not analyzing it and by not examining it because you're actually going to end up coming to the conclusion that that's inaccurate. Yeah. And then you're going to end up feeling a lot better about yourself and it's going to get rid of those negative um, thoughts and negative feelings and all that sort of stuff and you can avoid the negative consequences and behaviors yeah absolutely and even just as you're explaining that might like my thoughts for that is that you know it, it's understandable why people might not be aware of this you know process that you just explained um because when you're in the moment when your emotions are high it, whether it's anger sadness or you know whatever it may be it's hard to think rationally it's hard I always have like the saying like don't talk about serious stuff or don't talk about things when you're when you're very emotional um because i find that you can't think straight you can't think rationally uh you might say things or might think things or say things to yourself that are very hurtful or not true um so it's very understandable that when you're in the moment of a stressful situation it's hard to think of what you're thinking and you know what how you're feeling and to go through that whole process but I think what the whole point of even today's conversation is to in between those times of distress, this is when you're going to, you know, analyze your thoughts, think about what's going on in my head and how everything is connected so that when that next time it is stressful for you, you're able to manage it better, right, to some degree, because I mean, of course, uh, you need extra coping strategies as well. Um, you know, example could be exercise or meditation, whatever it may be for you. But it just makes everything a little bit more manageable for you. Um, 
and the whole point of what you explained before really emphasizes the importance of self-awareness, right? And that's a big thing that we're learning in, in the program, or at least in like our program. Um, and so I think it's really, uh, the whole point today is we're going to want to really talk about being self-aware of your thoughts, feelings, behaviors, all that kind of stuff. So then you can see where did things go wrong in the process, right? Where can I change things so that it's easier to manage the next time? That sort of, and it's a process, right? This is not something that's going to just happen, you know, overnight. This is takes effort, takes consistency, practice, um, and you really, you really want better for yourself at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. And and it, it's okay to take a step back. And I think it's something that everyone can take away from everything. Like if you're in an argument with somebody, whether it be your family members or your friends or somebody online, whoever it may be. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to kind of, you know, you don't want to say things that you can't take back, right? You don't want to say things you don't mean. So I think it's really important that it, it's important to not really engage in an argument um, until you're able to have a conversation. Um, people say arguments that help are healthy. To an extent, depending, I think it's more the conversation that needs to be had because if you're going in circles, it's not really helpful. I think in order to get your point across, in order to feel understood, in order for you to understand the other person, there needs to be an actual conversation. And I think an argument can be avoidable where you're saying things where you're, you know, both you're saying it. Yeah. Saying it out of anger, for example. Right. And then that leads to whole other stuff. Exactly. And even just even if you're talking to yourself, if it's not necessarily uh, an argument with somebody, um, just, you know, in the moment you're experiencing this, these feelings, these negative feelings, and you could, you know, be talking negatively to yourself, you could be harsh on yourself, oh, I didn't get that, you know, promotion, oh, I didn't get that, you know, and it just goes from there. Um, so I really think the whole point is just trying, trying to take a step back and to look at it with more of an objective perspective, the specific situation you're focusing on, um, because you can't do it all, <laughs> not all at once. Exactly. exactly. So, you can talk to them later. Like you can, you can be in an argument and, and just be like, you know what, like, I just need some time to process. Um, like, let's talk tomorrow. Let's continue this conversation tomorrow. It's perfectly fine to acknowledge that you are upset or that you're angry. Mm -hmm. And that you just need time. And I think that's really, really important. So just letting that person know, hey, like I hear you out. I really want to have this conversation with you. I really want a resolution. But in order to do so, I need to process things. I need to kind of get a good grasp on things and be able to communicate this better because I don't want to add to your hurt or your anger or your pain or whatever it may be. So I think it's good to say that and just to step back and be like, you know what? Walking away from the conversation does not mean you're childish. Walking away is actually very a very healthy Thing to do. It's very healthy to just walk away and analyze what's going on and then continuing that conversation another time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Take mm -hmm. strength. That's a whole nother conversation, setting boundaries like that. Yeah, and it, and it takes a lot. And that, that's something that I struggled with for the longest time. I used to, you know, engage so much. And now I find myself just like not responding or just um, because I need more time responding later or yeah. just letting them know, hey, like I hear you out. Let's talk about this later um, yeah. sort of thing. And it's okay. A lot of people feel like they 
can do that because a lot of people find that I actually had somebody say that they don't like doing that because then they feel like they're ignoring the other person. I'm like, no, but you're not doing that. I'm like, I mean, respond to them. Let them know you've heard them and then that you need time and you're going to talk to them another time sort of thing. So, but a lot of people have said they feel guilty or they feel bad. And I'm like, they're going to feel even worse if you're saying something horrible that you yeah, don't know you can't just add to it. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Cause it's like, you know, the person's not saying, uh, we're shutting down this conversation completely. It's just, we're taking a break. We're going to come back to this. I will eventually talk to you about blank. Um, so I think it's important that like, there are things you don't want to talk about, but, but that's different. Like if you have things that are like a trigger for you and it's really not good for you to talk about those things because you're not ready, that's a different thing, but you can communicate it in a way to say that, Hey, like this is not healthy for me to discuss at this point in time. I need to do some more work in order for me to be ready uh, mm-hmm. to speak on this further sort of thing. And that conversation might not happen for the longest time, but, you know, even just saying, Hey, I need more time because of this. I think that's really important as well, because there are things that people just really, you know, can talk about or, or don't want to, don't feel comfortable to. And it, it is okay to completely shut down. I think a conversation that isn't uh, good for your mental health. Yeah, for either partner or either party's mental health at that time. Again, because when emotions are high, things can be said that you may regret, uh, whether it's you or it's the other person, or if it's a family situation, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, yeah, there, again, just really emphasizes the importance of just being self-aware um, and taking a step back when, when you need to. Exactly. So in regards to the situation right now and how Canada is in lockdown and mm-hmm. we are literally watching everyone have <laughs> watching everyone have a good time, especially my my province watching everyone open up and we're like, nope. So <laughs> like <laughs> we gotta laugh about this. <laughs> we a little That's bit. the only way to get through it. We gotta laugh about it. But what so what would you say to people because there's a lot of people struggling right now there are a lot of people that are going to continue to struggle long after this is over so what do you say to people when they're having a bad thought you know during in general but even especially so now like during this pandemic like how can you help kind of teach them to find a way to identify these negative thought patterns and how can they modify these patterns early on so that long term once this is over they're not struggling so much and they're able to get back into the real world and genuinely enjoy themselves and not have to deal with so many long-term mental health issues due to the pandemic. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. Cause like, even when you say, how do you identify your negative thoughts? Like that sounds like such an abstract concept uh, for <laughs> a typical person, right? Like if you don't have the insight or the training into what that actually means, it's like, I don't know, I'm not, I just feel bad. I feel sad. I feel, you know what I mean? So I think it, it's, and this is why I like CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, because it's very concrete and step-by-step in terms of what you need to do to achieve your goal whatever that may be. Um, So even just thinking like with this pandemic, um, you know, to try and, you know, think of a situation where you felt anxious, because that's kind of what we're talking about, or even a situation where you felt 
um, some sort of distress, sadness, anger, you know, whatever it may be for you, that person. So think about that last time you felt that way and kind of examine it and ask yourself a couple of questions. Um, so in cognitive behavioral therapy, this technique that we're just about to go through is called a thought record. Um, and so it's kind of like journaling. It's, it's kind of, um, it's similar, but it's much more structured. Reason being is that, you know, first you identify what's the situation you felt anxious. Okay. I went to the grocery store. I had to go uh, and I felt anxious going given the pandemic. Um, and so then you ask yourself, okay, what, what was I feeling in that moment was, you know, it could be, it could be a whole slew of things depending on the situation, but let's keep the anxiety grocery store. Um, yeah. So what did you feel? I felt anxious. I felt fearful, um, you know, apprehension, uh, agitation, uh, things like that. Um, and next you, and you, something is good to do is to rate the intensity of those feelings. Um, so for example, on a scale, and it could be scale from zero to 10, zero, I felt nothing. And 10 was, it was really, really bad. So let's say with the anxiety, what was your anxiety on a scale of zero to 10 when you went to the grocery store? Um, okay, let's say it was a five or a six, um, depending on the individual. Um, and okay, then you move to the next step. What, what did I do? What did I do to kind of cope with that? Uh, okay, wore my mask. I um, put hand sanitizer on. I, I don't know, trying to think of something else that people might do. The whole point is you're supposed to ask yourself, what behaviors did you do? What actions did you do to cope in that situation? Um, and then the last part is, and I find this the most important part, is during that situation of going to the grocery store, what were your thoughts? What was kind of going through your mind at that time? Um, what were you thinking? Um, I was scared of this. I thought, what if this happens? I thought, I'm going to, I don't know, make a fool of myself if it's a social situation, like related to social anxiety, for example. Um, and so the whole point of that is by putting it on a piece of paper or even on your phone, whatever it may be, is you're able to organize what's going on in your head and also in your body. And what you do, you're supposed to do is you're supposed to look at that information that you just put down and, and to try and understand how everything is connected. So like we said earlier on, in our little chat here that, you know, your thoughts influence the feelings, influence the behavior, um, all of that kind of stuff. And so just kind of doing that with the situation to make sense of it. Um, and that's kind of like the first step, because I, I find that if you want to change something or, or know how to do something, you have to first know what you're currently doing. Uh, maybe that's not so helpful, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's almost like if you want to change something about your life, if a lot is going wrong and you're stuck in a rut and you're like, I need to change my life. Mm -hmm. Why? The first thing is, why do you want it? Like what pinpoint what is wrong or what isn't going right? What isn't going right for you? What is causing you to feel this way that you need to change your life? So we have to start with identifying what's going on Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? And then that's how change can happen. Because if we just sit there being like, I need to change this, I need to change that. Well, the only reason to change it into a better situation and not to be stuck in the same or change it to a worse situation is you need to know what type of change you need. Yeah. So in order to identify what type of change you need, you need to figure out what isn't going well for you right now. Right now, yeah. How you feel. 
And then what type of change you need to do in order for you to be able to be happy and be satisfied with your life. And I think that's something that we don't think about because I hear people all the time be like, I need to change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Why? I want to feel less blank. Yeah. Yeah. It it just sounds to me like it's very much. And I guess it's just because it's the easier thing to say. You sound, it's very abstract. I want to feel less anxious. I want to be able to go out and do this without feeling blank like that. And that, and those are definitely, um, definitely deserve validation. Absolutely. Um, but I think part of the process of change is taking a step back and just breaking things down into more manageable parts for yourself and kind of understanding what am I currently doing that's not helping me okay I I pinpoint pinpointed what it is now let's figure out how can we change that to better suit me right whatever it may be uh, for for the person Um, because everyone is unique so it really is depends on the person's situation Exactly. And it's, it's interesting too. And I've had this thought for so long that, you know, while they teach us, you know, valuable things in school, they don't really teach us how to manage our emotions. Like, and they don't teach us how to turn your life around for the better. And like being able to identify like when things aren't going right and what needs to be done. They don't even, even now in a pandemic, like they say, take care of your mental health how how right like it's it's like if you don't study this stuff if you're not actively seeing somebody to help you with this stuff Mm. you don't know how and nobody blames you for not knowing how how are you supposed to know we're not born knowing that oh I'm thinking this way and I know that it's a negative way of thinking yeah. and I feel this yeah to think about something usually when we have a thought you know what the answer usually is don't think that way right if you call yeah. yourself ugly or like you're not ugly or don't think that you're ugly like it's there's well, no don't think that way you're making a big deal about it you know exactly yeah and what does that change that changes absolutely nothing like we and it's not even their fault for saying that to us because they don't know either like they don't they don't get taught that like obviously that's not mm-hmm. nice disagreeing with you and being like no you're beautiful which is you know great but at yeah. the same time it's like nobody gets taught how to do any of that like they don't teach us even in a, you know and it's it's really to me it's irritating that mm-hmm. you know this whole time they're like prioritize your mental health okay that's great great good message I'm glad you're putting that, that out into the world that it's important but why is it important? Why is it important? And what things do we need to do to not have these issues? And, you know, long term, better manage them. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I think, yeah, sure. Exercise sounds great. Like you hear all like the standard ways to cope with your, to manage your mental health, exercise, meditation, eating healthy, and all that stuff is great. I'm not going to say don't do that. Um, but that's not enough that that kind of at least gets you through the moment but at the end of the day especially given how long this thing has been going on for um you need you generally speaking need more long-term strategies right and and I think 
Um, also, the reason why even we're doing this is because it, sometimes it's it, depending on your location, it's hard to access mental health care, right? Or to afford it or to, you know, whatever, there's barriers, regardless of what those specifics are, there are barriers. So in a way, I find that, you know, social media can be helpful for that, because even like, with my page, you know, trying to provide people with psychoeducation um, about the basics of the mind or how things work, or, you know, how to challenge certain thoughts or certain situations. It's not supposed to um, replace professional care, not like nothing, absolutely. And all this stuff you can find on the internet anyways, but at least it's another avenue that the person can read about whatever it is and, and gain a bit of insight right? At least have a little bit of tools to put in their toolbox to help them manage it. Um, because it, depending on your location, a lot of people don't have that, whether it's because they're busy with taking care of kids or their job or due to financial situations, you know what I mean? So I, I find that um, it's definitely the pandemic has just made things a lot worse, as we know, because we see it all over the news about mental health impact and, and all of that. Exactly. And, and tools are important. And realistically, therapists also give you tools. Um, so I think it's important that if you can't access these things, or if you want to, but you don't know where to start, and you want to learn more about how these tools can help you, and it can be like a stepping stone towards seeing somebody if you're able to do so, I think it is important to follow all of these pages that do, in fact, give you um, coping skills. And, you know, they're, they're, they're evidence-based skills. They're not just skills that they've come up with because they feel like it. They're not, they've been proven to work. There has been so studies for decades on mm-hmm. the types of things and how effective they are for different mental health issues or different mental health disorders and just, mm-hmm. just a wide range of things. And I think it's important that even if you're not struggling, practicing these things actively can prevent you from getting into a bad headspace, you know, once again, it's good for prevention as well. So I think it is really important, especially even in a pandemic, because it's been, it's been a long time coming. I know people who've been working at home this whole time and the thought of going back into the office gives them panic attacks. Yeah. Gives them panic attacks. And even people going to grocery stores, there's people I know who won't even step into a grocery store. They have to get like things delivered or do curbside. Stepping back into a grocery store gives them anxiety. People going to clubs that used to go clubbing or like being in a room with that many people makes me want to throw up. Like, like say like hearing (laughs) all of this stuff is normal. It's not weird. It's very, considering the situation we've been in, that is normal. We're here to validate that. That's so normal. Like, like honestly, if you didn't feel that way, I would be a little surprised. I think we all, <laughs> yeah. we all kind of feel that maybe to different extremes, but I don't, you know, as much as we all are like, I can't wait to get back and hug everyone at the same time. It's also frightening, right? Like as much as we want to do all those things, I want to hug everyone, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's a little frightening to do so because it's been not allowed. Like it's literally been illegal to yeah. hug people for yeah. over a year. So now it's like, if you hug someone, it's like, am I going to go to jail? Am I going to get a fine? Am I going to get yeah. sick? Am I going to mention just go? like the awkwardness that you might feel of just like, okay, okay, come in, come in for a hug. It's like, like what, what do I do with like going to movie theaters and like all this stuff? It's like, it's all the stuff that used to be normal and fun now comes with a little bit of anxiety. So I think it's important that, 
you know, we learn how to address this. So then when this is all over, we can ease back into some normalcy a little bit easier because it's going to be a tough adjustment. Like while everyone's excited and I'm so excited to just like mm-hmm. not have rules anymore because like, I feel like I'm in kindergarten and they're like, you can't do this, can't do that. Like it almost kind of feels like that, right? I mean, it, 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 it's for our own good, like realistically. Right. But at the same time, it kind of feels like that you're, especially as an adult, you're an adult being told that you can't do any of, like, especially stuff that's like normal for you. Like you, you can't go to the grocery oh, store with another yeah. person. You have to go by yourself to the grocery store. You can't go with somebody. I'm like, that's, it, it's like a shock to your system. Everything that's happened over the past year and a bit has been a, sh- to me, it's been a shock to my system. I'm like, what, um, what world am I living in? We're like walking outside with another human being is illegal. Mm-hmm. So there's, it, it's, it's crazy. So that's why I'm saying that anxiety, especially anything social related is, and, or health related as well is another big one so normal so mm-hmm. normal. so much health anxiety so much social anxiety and yeah. it's normal and it's a lot of the long-term things that we are going to see even after this oh absolutely this is even though you people may be you know vaccinated relative like you know in the near future um the impact of this pandemic is going to live on for a very long time whether it's you know the economy at least the economic impact or it's the mental health impact or you know even for teachers like regular school teachers you know what I mean so it's going to be very much uh, a long time coming before we're like totally over this um but something that kept popping up to me as you were explaining um all of that was that it really seems like for everybody collectively adjusting to this new change once again is going to be very anxiety provoking because let's think about it like last year um we were living oh no sorry like at the beginning of january of 2020 we were living our normal lives doing whatever it may be and then suddenly we had to adjust and change our lifestyles and how we did things right so that was already a big thing and at the time we didn't really know much about this virus or anything so there was so much uncertainty and on and we didn't know what was coming we didn't understand you know much about it so it was definitely anxiety provoking for everybody in different ways right similar but obviously different yeah now we've been through a year of it we're kind of used to this as you know sucky as it is we're kind of used to it now we got to adjust back to another normal, new normal, not necessarily what we did before, but now there's going to be another adjustment period where there's, again, uncertainty on, I don't know how I'm going to do this, or again, how am I going to hug somebody? How is that going to feel? So I think at the, you know, looking at the bigger picture, the first thing is just acknowledging that, yes, I feel anxious about going back to, uh, you know, somewhat of a normal lifestyle or living lifestyle. Um, and just being okay with that, like that's that's normal, given the year that we've had, right? And just coming to terms with that, I think is definitely a big step in going back into society, if, if that makes sense. Um, and yes, and just so just acknowledging that, yeah, I feel anxious um, and this is gonna be new change for me and it's gonna be really scary. Um, and just t- accepting that. And then moving on, going to the next step, which, you know, we'll, we'll get to. But um, I think that's definitely an issue, not an issue, but just something a lot of people are going to have to experience and to manage adjusting to change again, adjusting to a new quote unquote normal. 
Yeah. 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 So your points really underscored that for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, when you're feeling pandemic or no pandemic, I think just being able to come to terms with how you're feeling is such Mm -hmm. an important first step of like, oh, if you're going through a breakup and somebody breaks your heart and like, instead of being like, I'm okay, I'm okay. When you're upset, acknowledging that like, I just got my heart broken by the love of my life. I feel hurt. Like my heart is broken. I like, I'm, I'm hurting. Like just acknowledging that no, you don't have to announce it to the world. If you want to put on a front as a coping mechanism, a lots of people do that. You know what you do, what you need to do to cope. And because some people don't want to worry others. And I totally get that. But just to yourself, if you say out loud, just like, I'm not fine. And I'm upset. Like, that's just an example. That's not pandemic related. That's mm-hmm. like, you know, this is normal. Of course I'm upset. I just got broken up with. So just being able to rationalize it and being able to come to terms with like, okay, this is what I'm feeling is such an important first step because then from there, you can change how you're feeling. Maybe not right away, but you can Mm -hmm. work towards getting there. Baby steps, right? Baby steps. And you know, even you say maybe perhaps it's not necessarily um, like the breakup, for example, it's not necessarily relevant to the pandemic. But if you think about it, at least towards like the beginning of our pandemic, we're trying to get used to things. Remember they were talking about like Zoom dates and and whether it was safe to date people and all that stuff and how like this pandemic either makes or breaks relationships, right? So even what you're saying is still very much relevant because due to the pandemic, you could have experienced a breakup, right? Or you could be going through some, you know, interpersonal challenges. Um, so I definitely think that you brought up a very great example that is still relevant um, during these these times. Yeah, it's still relevant. People still go just because while the pandemic's important, it's not the only thing. Like life didn't really stop, right? Like it's things happen. People broke up. People- did for a bit though. Remember like those three months last year or in Ontario, at least in three months, we were completely like shut down shut down oh yeah we've we've been shut down since like november <laughs> oh, completely shut down uh-huh. <laughs> you know most of my friends since like hell you don't even remember it's like <laughs> halloween so yeah is like a whole other situation <laughs> that we're not getting I don't think it's even worth a conversation. I don't think we deserve to, we don't deserve to be a province right now. We, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, making light of the, the situation, I think like, like nothing has really, life hasn't necessarily stopped. And I mean that in a way that like, yes, we haven't been allowed to do a lot of things we used to be able to do, but like people still experienced you know, loss of relationships, people lost friends or people gained friends, people lost their partner. There's been divorces. People have lost family members, not just because of COVID and because of COVID as well, but for other reasons, um, other types of loss. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So, so many things have happened. You've had to, maybe you lost your job, but you can lose your job outside of a pandemic, right? Like, like, it's just like, we, people have experienced a lot of the same things that you still experience outside of a pandemic that happened beforehand that might feel heightened now, because obviously we're all in a very sensitive situation. Like every day you, you think that, what are these rules going to be like? I actually find myself more than anything because we've been in such a strict 
situation we've never really been open here like we I don't I think the last time I enjoyed myself was probably like September of last year mm-hmm. so like I haven't been able to do anything I haven't I don't remember the last time I went to a restaurant even a patio nothing so mm-hmm. I think like every time they announce that they have a press conference at this time I'm like <laughs> my you know what 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 else like like I'm literally what else because it's what else like, yeah I find myself being like what more rules are they gonna place like I'm constantly thinking of like what you know I, I always bring myself back but then I'm like I, I'm thinking I'm like okay here we go again like when when is this gonna happen or you know seeing the fact that there was an article being like Canada starting to open up and we're here like not yeah. at all not at all yeah. right we're like one of the only provinces that's not in that situation. So mm-hmm. our province is actually pretty much everyone I've talked to is like giving up. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very sad to hear. And I get why and it's very validating. It's very validating. This has been very exhausting for all of us because not only are there a lot of rules, but you're waiting to hear when are you allowed to hug your grandparents? When yeah. Yeah. Are you allowed to this? If you have family that doesn't live here, I haven't been able to see my grandpa in two years. My grandpa lives in a different country. So mm-hmm. international yeah. travel. Yeah, exactly. Not, not much of a thing. So it's like people that don't live with family members, haven't seen them for even longer than others. And, and you know, things like even people that live in the same city are not seeing their grandparents. They're scared that they're going to harm them, right? Like they don't want to potentially harm them. So even people that have their grandparents living a street away still are not, have not seen them this whole time. And it's seeing, not being able to see your family is such a difficult, difficult thing to do and your closest friends and all of that. So um, I feel for literally the entire world, like mm-hmm. you know, the entire world, everyone has handled this differently. There's been rule, different rules for different places, but I think it's been very hard. Like we've all been in lockdown at one point or another. Some people have been in it longer than others, but still, it still has the same effect. Um, obviously it's even worse the longer you're in it, but at the same time, it, it, it's still pretty bad. And I think, you know, we are given some hope, you know, with the vaccines rolling out, Canada starting to finally get caught up on vaccines. We had a very slow start. So that did not help with our positivity and remaining hopeful. Now we're kind of starting to see, you know, maybe there's an end in sight, you know, the percentage of first doses is getting, you know, more than 50% and Mm -hmm. we're getting there we're not quite there obviously we all wish we were there already because it's summertime but you know we kind of have to see it as like this is one step forward think of it as steps we're getting all this done so that we can finally have our life back and not go into another lockdown because who wants to live in a limbo we've been in a limbo all the time they want to ensure that we can be safe and not have to do this all over again they want to ensure that they stay locked down so enough people can get vaccinated and then leave it open and still be careful but not completely keep you in your house yeah like not as restricted um as as you are right now (laughs) (laughs) i can only imagine i mean i remember like what that was like to some degree but we we it's been wishy-washy here in Ontario in terms of opening, closing, what is open, what is not. Go back to school, kids. Don't don't go back to school. It's, you know, school, all is around, you know. school is safe. Never mind. It's not safe. safe. Yeah. <laughs> patios are safe. It's okay. Oh, no, patios aren't safe anymore. 
Teams are safe. No, they're not. So the whole point again is just be like you just said. We don't need a press conference, okay? But I don't know what what are they going to say today? What what new stuff is going to come about? So it's always changing, and I know always is a strong word. So maybe I'll just say it's often changing. Um, it, it may not be the same thing in in Ontario, like my province versus yours. Um, but for anybody out there, just understanding that it's quite normal to feel anxious about the, it's the uncertainty. And, and I think at the end of the day, um, because I remember towards the beginning is like when people were really impacted, not to say that they're not now, but it was more of a shock last year when everything was really happening, um, that like collectively we were all going through the same stuff, right? It may have impacted us slightly different, but yeah, okay, students, they couldn't go back to school in person. People couldn't go back to work, right? Okay, now I got to take care of the kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. So as a, as a, um, like a world or universe, I don't know the word I want to use, um, we were all going through the same thing. And so now we're also going through the same thing in terms of starting to go back to a new normal, or at least seeing the light at the end of the tunnel to say, I don't know exactly when we're going to go back to school, patios, all that stuff, but we can at least see it now. Because as you said, the vaccine rollout is, is, you know, increasing all of that kind of stuff. So again, the uncertainty of that future, what does that look like for me, for my loved ones, for my friends, for the world? Um, It can be very scary. And the more you think about it, the more you can get into this vicious cycle and of this anxiety, since we're talking about that. Um, so it's very just, we just want to validate that those feelings that we just talked about, or at least if, the, if they're similar to what we just said, it's mm-hmm. very normal. It, it's very, um, don't try to, you know, suppress it or deny it or anything. It, acknowledge it, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you can at least acknowledge it, um, you can then move forward from it. You can then maybe take some strategies that you learned or that you work for you um, and better manage the whole situation right that's the whole point having tools exactly and I and I had um I had a very cool thought like I I don't know if this is necessarily positive but it's like it's realistic which also like speaks to you know getting rid of the whole negative aspect so while there's so many negative things about the pandemic there's actually some cool thoughts I had of being like this is going to be in a history book like literally a time that I lived in is going to be in a history book. My kids are going to learn about a time COVID nineteen going on, and I was alive during it. And like it, because we read all these history books, mm-hmm. we obviously didn't go through all this stuff. And it's like the fact that a time that we're living in will be in a history book might be made into a movie. Probably will be made into a movie. Yeah, and then, it, like, and if you decide to have kids. You can tell your kids you lived through a global pandemic, which is like how many people can say that like my grandpa, this is the first time he's going through a global pandemic. So, okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like no one like can say this, like no one that is most people. Of a certain age. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Most people that are currently alive and going through this pandemic have never been through a pandemic before i'd say unless you're like a senior though because then if you think about that they've been like through maybe the spanish flu or you know yeah. World War one and two or not that those were pandemics but just big life events right yeah. but majority since we're speaking of that yeah can't can't say that exactly mm-hmm. so i think like 
I don't know if that's necessarily a positive thought because I mean like it's a pandemic so like I don't know if it's necessarily a positive thought to have but it's not a bad thought to have it's to me I I call it I'm calling it a cool thought because it's like it is kind of cool that you're like okay look what I lived through and I'm going to be in a history book and in a movie and look at the stories I can tell my kids if I had to have them like so it's it's like uh, I kind of cope by thinking it in that sense of being like, yeah. mm-hmm. wow, and even, and even so of being proud of yourself, like the fact, like being able to get through this and then when it's over, the fact that you can say to yourself, I lived through a global pandemic, like I mm-hmm. lived through a global pandemic, I was locked in my house mm-hmm. a year and a half, two years, whatever it may be, I was locked in my house, illegal to see people, illegal to hug, all that sort yeah. of stuff, and it's like saying that you went through that is I think something to be proud of yourself for because we've dealt with so much uncertainty and so much negativity, so many rules, being in isolation that like, and, and fear of getting sick and all that sort of stuff that it's like being able to get through it. Like, like we all need to give ourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. So, more credit. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting just to what you did just there, which is a great transition into talking about how to reframe your thoughts, because what you did is, you in a way asked yourself what's a different way of looking at this whole pandemic for myself and for you it's seeing that I've lived through it I have gone through let's say probably the worst of it hopefully <laughs> um and and because of that I'm pretty proud of myself that's pretty it's a pretty cool thing and so instantly I can even just see you're you're happier you're more uplifted you're smiling you know you probably feel better I'm sure you know emotionally But that's the whole point of what we're talking about reframing our thoughts after. So like when you finally have identified that distressing situation for you or those thoughts that are negative or unhelpful, self-defeating, you know, whatever it may be, and you've identified those feelings and how you cope uh, behaviorally, um, then you start to ask yourself questions like, how else can I you know, view this situation? Is there another perspective that maybe I'm missing? Um, You know, other important questions uh, within the CBT realm is like, what is the evidence for this thought? What is the evidence against this thought? And by evidence, we mean like, what are the actual, what's like factual information that's supporting what I'm thinking? What is objective factual information that's not supporting what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, again, is there another perspective? Is there another way to view this? What's the worst that could happen if my you know, fear of blank comes true, for example? Um, and so just asking yourself those questions, you can even journal it if you want, write it down, or just think to yourself, that's fine too. Um, and just what the whole point of reframing, like that whole technique of reframing your thoughts is to gain a wider perspective of a specific situation, um, to kind of see that maybe my thoughts were a bit skewed to think the pandemic was so negative, the pandemic gave me this, the pandemic did this, da, 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 da. but when you reframe it, oh, now this is a different way to look at it. I lived through this. I got through it. I can tell my kid, you know what I mean? So that was a perfect example, actually, of what you did. <laughs> that was great. Just saying. That, um, it's funny because I've been, I've been told so many times that I cognitive restructure myself. I literally <laughs> I had 
I had actually one of my classmates when we did the role playing sessions in one, yeah. you know, one of our classes. Um, for those of you who don't know, we have a class where we have to role play, mm -hmm. take turns being the therapist and the client. And in in my group, um, it's really funny because one of the, one of the girls, she was being the therapist and I was the client. And we were we were this is at her practice like the day before we had to do one of the sessions and then she stopped for a second and she was like you know what like I can't even be your therapist she's like you literally just cognitive restructured yourself like, <laughs> she's like I don't even know what I'm supposed to do she's like can you pretend you don't know how like yeah yeah because it's automatic so um you mentioning that that was a good example and whatever I'm like I, I apparently do this all the time and I don't even know that I do it and I'm like like it, crazy thing and um, mm -hmm. actually to ask you for some tips that you can give people so I wanted to ask you what sorts of tips or coping mechanisms would you give for example for people that are working remotely that have this fear that they're going to be asked to go back to the office like what do you what do you say, what do you say to, to those people? Or what would you say they, what would, if you were in that situation, like what would you say to yourself or do to get through it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Well, first off, I just want to like disc full like disclaimer, like not to take like what we're talking about as like a substitute for professional care. Cause we aren't um, like uh, uh, licensed to do that just yet. Um, but just to understand that what we are talking about today and also what I'm about to say is based on personal experience, it's based on research, um, personal like education that we've been getting, that sort of thing. So just to kind of take it with a grain of salt, that's all. But just to answer the question, I think if someone told me I'm feeling very anxious about going back to the office um, and even to relate it back to our whole topic for today, I'd first probably want to know like, okay, let's figure out why you're anxious um, it may seem very obvious because I'm going back and because the pandemic is, you know, making me obviously, yeah, okay. But let's get down to the nitty gritty of that a little bit um, and understand things a bit better. So, you know, again, so what are you feeling? Okay, I feel anxious and fearful. Okay, anything else? I'm probably, you know, agitated. I'm tense. Um, okay, what are your physical sensations about going back to work? Well, I get a heart palpitations or I get sweaty palms or, you know, whatever it may be for that person. I'm just shooting out some examples here. Um, okay, and so how do you typically cope with your anxiety? Um, what do you typically do or avoid that kind of makes you feel better in that moment? And so, again, that's going to be very personal for the person. Um, but examples, again, could be I, I eat, I exercise, I, well, I call in sick more because I don't want to go into the office, right? Like that was a specific example. Um, and so like once you've gone through that process of, again, identifying the thoughts, feelings, behavior and going through that, um, I guess that point, I would try to kind of, okay, let's maybe walk through going back to work and kind of what can we do to help you cope with that in, in the moment, um, that sort of thing. It, it's also a little tricky just to answer because it's so personal for everybody, right? So what I say might apply for like one person or at least myself, um, but I don't want to overgeneralize that to everybody, right? Because we're all experiencing anxiety going back. But anxiety for me is different than anxiety for you. Anxiety for, you know, Joe Blow, an average person, 
their experience of it is different than ours, right? So it's very, very subjective. But I guess really at the end of the day, just to kind of summarize that, it's to go through that process. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? Um, and what are some strategies that I can use to help me, to help manage that, right? Um, and again, just being very aware of it and, and to reframe, okay, I'm going back to work. I'm feeling anxious. How else can I view this? You know, okay, it's a, maybe an opportunity to see people again, like see my coworkers, my work friends. Um, okay, this is like a step going back to our new normal. Those are positive things, right? So again, asking yourself those questions are how else can you see it? Um, what's the worst that could happen going back to work? What are you really afraid of? Um, and so it's, it's kind of like self-talk, like talk therapy, like yourself, really. I mean, of course you would do this with a professional, but of course we don't have access to that all the time. Um, and so these are just some questions, some insights to, to gather from talking to yourself and asking yourself what's really going on in my head. Um, and, and why am I thinking this? What am I so fearful of? Okay. This is what I'm fearful of after you've done all that. How can I then manage that, change my behaviors? Does that make sense? Yeah, and there's there's also some like kind of, um, this might be, I just thought of this and I, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but if you're trying your hardest and you're finding that it, it, it's really, really difficult for you, um, th this might be like, you might be able to find a solution and, um, Sometimes there are, the company you work for has a good HR department or even your manager, you know, a trusted higher up. You could tell them how you've been, you know, been feeling and, and how anxious you are and that the thought of, you know, going into the office like is causing a lot of distress and stuff like that. Because I know people that have actually expressed that and asked if there's a possibility that they could remain remotely if that's oh, even like remain, okay remotely if that's if that it, it, you know is an option if it is it, you know too much for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or if they can work mostly at home like maybe yeah. one day a week in the office and like ease into it and not work the full 40 hours like in the office and just kind of do baby steps and see how it goes from there and then maybe you can build yourself up to be mm -hmm. office and maybe not like it's always worth a conversation too because you really don't know what your workplace is going to say just because your workplace is gearing up for like for what they know they could think that everybody wants to go back to the office because you know we're not nobody's used to working at home right so they could be like oh we're just going to go back to, to what we normally do like, why would yeah. we right and yeah. so they're not really thinking about the other side of it so and, and why would they so I think you know if you're if you want some sort of resolution and you're like you know what no I can't go back I've done everything I can like it's always worth investigating right like the, the worst thing that could happen is that it might not be a possibility and then you could explore further options to you know change your situation and change how you're feeling but I think it's worth exploring all options do what Montana said initially just go through those steps try and see if that helps you out in any sort of the first way. step would even just be like you said asking your HR to, if if there's a, any possibility of staying at home or doing like you know a combination of it um I think that they may be accommodating it depends on your workplace but for those that aren't given that opportunity okay then you got to do something different for yourself right you have no choice but you have to go in so that's when I think the work becomes more it, it comes from you um, that you have to put in the work yourself of asking yourself those questions that we went through 
um, and trying to help manage the situation. And another thing even is just having a good, like strong support system, mm -hmm. I think is really going to help people to go back to work or go back to whatever routine that they had before. It doesn't even necessarily have to be work. Um, and just having that, that um, you know, tribe of people that you trust and that you can vent to about, you know, whatever it may be, even that is just going to help you, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, you know, like just like vent, like you just de-stress, you just let it all out. Um, but obviously on a, on a target that's safe. So family, friends, loved ones, partner, whoever it may be. Um, and of course, it really, it sounds like what you're saying is just explore all your options um, and be proactive. That's what I'm getting from all this is just being proactive in your ability to go back to a new normal. Yeah. After HR ask those questions we went through, seek social support, seek professional support. If you can, uh, through your work or through, you know, anything like that. Um, I think at the end of the day, when we get so wrapped up in our feelings of anxiety or depression or whatever it may be, you really can feel, um, uh, you can really lack hope. It can, you can really feel hopeless um, and it's hard to manage everything, but then when you break it down, like we just did in those steps, um, and those options that you can explore, I think you start to gain again, a new perspective that, I, okay, I can't, there's ways I can manage this. It's not hopeless. Um, you just have to put in the work to get there. I think that's the biggest thing you have to put in the work and you want to have to put in the work. Like you want to be, you want that change. If, if that makes sense. Exactly. And I think too, like, I think a huge takeaway too, because we talked about the pandemic a lot, I think, give yourself a break, like, like with everything, like yeah, that too. everything, like we're being, so if, if you didn't work out as much as you normally do, like this past year, mm -hmm. give yourself a break. You were well, they said the quarantine pandemic, <laughs> living through a pandemic, give yourself um, a break. If you weren't as productive as you normally were, or if you feel guilty, don't feel guilty. You are living through a global pandemic. Like, and it's just all these sorts of things. It's like, if things didn't turn out the way that you hoped, they turned out that way for a reason. And that's something yeah, that's reason. That's mm -hmm. true. Things happen for a result, a reason. I had a virtual graduation, like most people did. Mm -hmm. It happens for a reason. And you know what? It's funny because although I was kind of upset, I was kind of happy because <laughs> based on the alphabet, I'm the last one. I really, I remember high school and sitting there for four hours just to hear yeah, my mom, just to be yeah. handed a piece of paper. And I remember I was like four hours to get handed a piece of paper. So it's really, really funny because it brought me back to that time. And I'm kind of like, oh, I'm actually not even upset. I was like upset a little bit because I'm like, oh, like yeah, I the experience. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sitting here like you know what the bright side is? I don't have to sit there for four hours waiting for yeah. my So it's kind of like those types of things. And a lot of things can be celebrated later. It's true, right? Like my my mom still wants to, when my grandpa's able to travel and it's a lot safer, my mom still wants to throw a little graduation barbecue thing at her house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It still happened. It doesn't take away. If it happens a year or two later, 
you, you know, you can still celebrate these things. It's, it, it's this thing with these weddings. A lot of people have been going to the courthouse to get married because they had to postpone their wedding parties. You know what? You can have your wedding party later. Like, or the people yeah. that are canceling the wedding or I'm upset. I'm here like, just go get married and have your party later. If that's, yeah, if that's, that's what you want. Yeah. 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 That's, that's an option. Um, All these things you don't have you don't have to wait for the perfect thing all these people that want to propose to their partners and are like I need some elaborate thing but everything's closed if you want to do it and you're ready to do it Mm -hmm. you can make it your own do your thing and it's it's kind of like we've adapted I think for the most part we've all adapted yes very well like I think we're all doing the best that we can we've never been in the situation ever so I think we've all done the best that we can so I think we all need to give ourselves a pat on the back now and when this is over because I think we've all done honestly we've all done the best that we can I think it's important to acknowledge everything you've accomplished this year even things you haven't because like I said it's okay it's okay it's fine to give yourself a break yeah, absolutely. And this whole point, just listening to you talk about like the, just this past year and the impact and all that stuff for you is to me, it really underscored again, and as cheesy as this may sound, the power of our thoughts, because you were able to think of it in a different way. I have a different perspective, a different outlook on the situation and you felt better. Even if it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm ecstatic now. Like everything's great. You did feel it to some degree, I'm sure better. Um, and so that's really the whole point of our thoughts influence our feelings and then our behavior, how we cope with our feelings. And so mm-hmm. the fact that you changed the thought um, or reframed it, um, it, it made you feel better. And so the whole point is that by looking at things differently and by adjusting your expectations and your standards, because like you said, the pandemic really screwed up a lot of stuff. So I can't work out as much as I want to. I can't have that graduation that I wanted to, whatever it may be. But by reframing your expectations, okay, we'll just do it in a later time. Okay, you know what? Actually, wasn't so bad that I missed it. You were able to better manage in that, in that moment, if that makes sense. And that's the whole point of today's conversation is just the power of our thoughts and reframing it um, to help you manage going forward into this new world that is post-pandemic, post-COVID. <laughs> and there's so much to look forward to. Like, I know that, I know they say not to, they say it's not obviously healthy to think about the future too much because, you know, the future can create anxiety, but there, there really is so much to look forward to, right? That we, we've been deprived of for so long. So I think that it's okay to that extent that, you know what, if you can't think of anything good that's happening currently, because you might be still locked down and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Going through whatever, think, yeah. Yeah, think about what you can do in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, like think about all that's to come after this. And I think that'll be helpful because sometimes it's hard when all this is going on to find something good, but in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I think about all these things that you're going to be able to do that you wanted to this whole time. And I think, I think that's something that is, is healthy to do. Um, yeah. And also just to, sorry to, to, to interrupt, just to consider uh, how far you've come. I mean, you may think, yeah, no, I didn't do much this past year. I mean, I got through it, but at the end of the day, you, you made the adjustments that you needed to for your life and for your loved ones. And look how far you've come, mm-hmm. uh, not only what to look forward to, look how far you've come and how you've managed up until this point. You should be proud of that. You yeah. should definitely be proud of that. You had to 
you know, do certain things to get by whatever that was for you. And you should be proud of that. And again, give yourself credit for that. Um, so again, at the end of the day, reframing those thoughts, reframing how you're looking at things to make yourself feel better, just to get through that moment, right? Like we're not saying this is going to solve all your problems and it's just going to, you know, snap and go away, but at least helps you get through that difficult time in your life, right? It makes it a bit more manageable. If you can't see a therapist, if you can't go to your local community center and get some mental health, um, mental health help there. Um, these are just little things that you can do to, to, to help yourself really. Exactly. And even if you think you did nothing, think about this. You put on a mask. Have you ever worn a mask? You yeah. put on a mask, not only to protect yourself, to protect other people, mm-hmm. right? You, yeah. you isolated yourself when you were in a tricky situation. You protected yourself mm-hmm. and other people. And other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you contributed to that, that movement of the, whatever, you know, this trying to get over everything and move past it. You contributed to that. You did your part. Exactly. You big yeah. You listened to the rules. You didn't see anybody, although that also totally. <laughs> that sucks, but yeah. you, you didn't see people. You did like, like, just because you think, oh, I lost my job and I didn't do anything. Look at what you, do you know how many lives you could, you potentially saved and your own by doing the basic things like they're saying that obviously, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask and you did all those things. That's doing something. That's doing something. So don't think of it as like, I should have worked. I should have done this. I should have done. Look at all that you did do. Like you did, you did really, really big things. Mm -hmm. Not to discount like what may have happened to you, um, however big or small. Um, We're not trying to, you know, validate that or to discount it or say, you know, to to poo-poo it like that. We're not trying to do that. Um, But we're just trying to acknowledge that that thing happened to you. Job loss, you know, adjusting with kids living at home or being at home, like whatever it may be for you. But also look at this other stuff that you've done as a result of that, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it's, it's definitely very empowering if you think about it. It can be. It really, really can be. It really is. So I, I loved having this conversation and I, I, could, I could talk about this forever. Yeah. I, I really could. I'm sure you could. Um, do you have any final thoughts, any words of wisdom that you want to leave with every, everyone? Um. I think just at the end of the day, I mean, I feel like I'm more like a broken record at this point is just, just to be kind to yourself and to, you know, give yourself a bit more credit of what you've gone through, what you're going to go through with going back to normal. Um, and just to rem- always be self-aware of what's going on internally, because I find that like, oftentimes we have, you know, X, Y, and Z issues and we want it, we want an external remedy. We want something to fix it. When I find that, a lot of it is coming from within and a lot of change can come from within. So I think at the end of the day, just to emphasize a whole topic today is just being aware of your um, unhelpful thoughts um, and trying to reframe them to be a bit more helpful, to be a bit more like not so self-defeating, not so um, mean to yourself or to others or just, you know what I mean? So I think it's just being aware of our thoughts and how it influences the rest of our responses in a situation. Um, and of course being, being kinder to ourselves. Cause that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I think that's great. I think that's something that we can all take away from this. Um, like I said, in the beginning, if you don't follow her page, I think you 
should. <laughs> I've reshared your stuff a bunch of times. And honestly, like even for myself, even like knowing a lot of the stuff that you put out there, just as a nice reminder, like just like if I'm mm-hmm. having an interesting day and like I saw that you post something, I'll read it. And I'm like, even though I knew it, I'm like, okay. Like, like it's just like mm-hmm. that reminder. So like, even if you do know all of these things and you're like, yep, I know all these COVID mechanisms, whatever. I know what she's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. just <laughs> being able to seeing a new post and being like, oh yeah, that's right. I could do this. Like, like just mm-hmm. a nice mm-hmm. reminder even too. And, and if you don't know, like to go through your posts, you also make videos too. There's a yeah. lot of really helpful videos that you do make that are also kind of funny. Like they're, they're very, yeah, I, try, I try to show my like personality, even though I'm like, <laughs> I look crazy. I look, well, not crazy. That's a bad word, but I look like silly. Um, like, but, you, know, you can't always be so serious right I like it because it's not just on a piece of paper it's coming from a person and and you're bringing some kind of comedic comedic relief really yeah (laughs) into it and you're like you're like you're like see all that see all that stuff look at this look what I can do and you're just like making really good videos and I think the videos can be very very powerful more than just reading something I think it coming from somebody and seeing how it's not a joke but just seeing that like oh it can be lighthearted and and more personable yeah I feel the exact same way when I read other people's contents or even your content and or other people's videos and things like that I'm like I just especially if you relate to what they're talking about specifically it's like yeah wow you just hit me in the face with that one (laughs) that was really true I definitely do that or I'm definitely going to try and do what you're telling me to do Um, So I think it's definitely, again, it's social media can be really, really bad sometimes, but it can also be very, very good. I I think if if used properly, I think if used properly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I always say after this, I was like, I'm always, you know, um, available, maybe not right away, but um, if you have any questions about anything, um, you can feel free to message me. I'm sure that's the same for you. Um, Obviously, we are not uh, licensed quite yet. We will be, but we are not yet. So um, the things that we share with you are just stuff that's heavily researched that we've been taught. Don't substitute it for seeing a licensed mental health um, practitioner. Um, If you feel like that's something you need to do, please go pursue it. But it is also nice to learn some coping skills. So if you just want to have a just a discussion almost like this with mm-hmm. us um you know I'm sure you'll you're all you're open to that as well as mm-hmm. um, I am or need if you need some clarification on some of our posts and you're still not understanding yeah. we would be um you know happy to help uh, simplify and help you out and ensure that you understand and we're here to support in any way that we can uh, and that we're obviously like legal to do um, we're here to support you um, because we know that, as you said, a lot of people have been anxious about going back to work or just going back to a new normal with the pandemic. And they don't, they may not have the insight and the knowledge that we're, we're, we're gaining through our education and through our training. And so if we can help somebody else, even if it's just one person, I find that for myself, if my, my content can help even at least one person make a difference, I've done my job. I'm happy with that. That's all. That's all I need. Everything else is just a bonus. Um, And it's great. Um, But really, I'm always trying to, and I'm sure you are too, is trying to always make you think, always to try and get the person to think about their their thoughts and what's going on. Um, 
and just to to challenge you in that way because I think that that can really lead to a lot of growth um, for us yeah of course professional growth of course but for anybody else and ourselves personal growth right and positive change for us um, and we definitely need that right now more than ever. So this is definitely very relevant for sure. Exactly. And even if you want to follow up too, because I know I had somebody that um, tried out um, something I, I suggested that they had no idea existed, like the, yeah. the gratitude journal and keeping yeah. uh, another journal just to vent. Um, mm -hmm. And they tried that and about like two weeks in, they messaged me and they were like, I can't believe I didn't know about this sooner. This has completely changed my life. And that made, I was like, that made me so happy because I'm like, I'm like, oh, like they're feeling so much better. Like they're yeah. managing their emotions a lot better. And they still, to this day, it's been a couple months, they're still doing it. And I'm like, that's incredible that I was able yeah. to help even one person to reach out and be like, hey, or like if you see your post and you try it and it's not working for you, I'm like, maybe let us know. Be like, let's find out why it's not working for you. Maybe, maybe there's something else that 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 will help you out. Uh, maybe that's mm -hmm. not the thing for you. Yeah, because everything is different for everybody, right? Like what works for me might not work for you, you know, vice versa and whatever. So that makes yeah, that makes absolute sense for sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I guess we're we're gonna wrap up now um that was a lot of fun and that was a lot of fun thanks so much for having me this yeah. was I, I really like talking to people about these more in-depth things and kind of getting into the nitty-gritty stuff um and I think also just then spreading awareness and, and spreading this everywhere that you possibly can really um gets the conversation going about mental health and that it's okay like you said before it's okay not to be okay Reminds me of the Demi Lovato song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what's so fulfilling about this podcast because I've, I've actually had somebody ask me like, "Do you make money off of this?" I'm like, "No," and I don't want to. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. care to. Like, I, I, I don't need to. Like, if people notice, I don't have any sponsors or anything, no ads. And I'm like, I don't think even if I was offered, I, I don't think I would do it because my, the whole point of my podcast are mm -hmm. to kind of have people share their stories of their struggles and how they recovered to give people yeah. hope. And it, it's relatable and it really helps people. And also just to give people tips and learn and grow and just to spread awareness about all these things that they might not have awareness of. And like, just the fact that I've people listened and they were like, Oh my God, I went through this. Like, 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 I, you know, I'm not alone. It's normal. Like yeah. it's just, that's what I do it for. That's why I like it. And that's also why I really like not just sharing tips and all that sort of stuff, but having people come on and sharing their own stories, I think has been the most powerful thing to do. Um, so, th th and that, that's why I do this. It's, it, it, it's the awareness. It's, it's, that's what it is and the people that do come on and share their stories or feel really after and they're like this is a chapter in my story that I get to share yeah. with the world to mm -hmm. not to have people feel bad for me but to, to hopefully help people that are going through the same thing yeah exactly exactly again at the end of the day just to say that you're not alone yeah there is definitely at least one other person going through a similar experience um and that can be very very empowering for an individual who's really stuck in you know whatever it is that they're they're going through for sure so exactly all right well thanks again I hope you have a good rest of your night we will 
talk again soon. We're in yeah, the can't wait for the together. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, we go to the same school, so it's a it's an online school, but we're in the same program. So, <laughs> so it's uh, nice to talk to you outside of uh, yeah, school, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah I know we just talk a lot more. So um, yeah, hoping that yeah. We'll keep talking. We'll um, if we have any other topics or stuff that we would like to discuss. Yeah, we'll we'll post about that. We'll stay tuned for that if there's anything else. Yeah. With that said, all right. Thanks so much, Yamela. Bye. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye.